Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Last night, Broadway proclaimed it was back. There was the formal reopening of some of Broadway's biggest shows as five productions, Wicked, The Lion King, Hamilton, and Chicago, plus a new play, Lackawanna Blues, opened their doors to audiences on the same night. It was all part of a coordinated effort to show that Broadway was back. But interestingly, perhaps due to concern on attendance, the Broadway League said it will not disclose box office grosses for this season. But the good news is Broadway came back in a big way last night. This is your Morning Buzzcast for Wednesday, September 15th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcor. A very interesting lawsuit in the sports agency space. You don't see these go public very often, but Excel Sports Management has filed a lawsuit against WME Sports and Endeavor, seeking an injunction which would prevent their former employees, they were two MLB baseball agents, Jim Murray and Michael Stivel, from taking their clients from Excel or sharing business secrets with their new employer, WME Sports. The suit was filed in New York State Court and alleges that the two agents were under long-term contracts to Excel when they both quit on August 31st by informing Excel partner and MLB agent Casey Close that they were leaving on a Zoom call. WME announced earlier this week that the two agents and former Angels general manager Billy Epler have been hired to run its new baseball player representation practice. Excel, obviously frustrated and upset by this move, stressed its beef in the lawsuit. They believe a golden rule followed by other sports agencies is that you don't hire executives who are under contract that have not yet expired. So they state that violating that rule would throw the sports agency business into disarray. And they claim that both Murray and Stivel had long-term deals at Excel to keep them there. The lawsuit alleges that both agents were also counseled by Endeavor in planning their exit. Excel claims that the agents began to amass confidential and proprietary information from the company that could be used as Excel builds out its baseball agency and also listed a bunch of players that Excel was actively and currently targeting for recruitment. Excel also claims that three of their baseball clients have already dropped Excel to go to WME Sports. This is all in the lawsuit. So again, rarely do you see a lawsuit emerge between two agencies, but this one here has gone public with Excel Sports Management filing a lawsuit against WME Sports and Endeavor. Certainly one story we're going to want to keep an eye on. Let's shift to some news from Wall Street, where sports data provider Sport Radar officially went public on the NASDAQ yesterday. Shares in the company officially opened at $27, and they closed down around 7% in their market debut on Tuesday. The big news is it valued the company at nearly 8 billion dollars. Sports Radar took the IPO route 
after dropping plans to join a SPAC earlier this year. CEO Karsten Coral and investors Michael Jordan and Todd Boley rang the opening bell on the NASDAQ yesterday. Jordan has been a sport radar investor since 2015. Boley, who of course owns stakes in the Dodgers and the Lakers, joined the IPO after Sport Radar canceled his plans to go public via that SPAC. Sport Radar raised $513 million through the sale of 19 million initial shares priced at that $27 a share. I remember when Sport Radar started. They're a 20-year-old Swiss company. They'll plan to use the funding for acquisitions and other growth. Sport Radar is an official partner of the NBA, the NHL, and NASCAR. So Sport Radar going public on the NASDAQ yesterday. Let's shift to some NFL news because the news around the NFL's kickoff weekend was very strong when it comes to viewership. It ended up having the second highest TV numbers for week one over the past five seasons. So a very strong start for the NFL. The 16 games saw about a 7% increase over last season. That's not surprising at all. Everything's up from last season. But the numbers were close to the viewership from the opening in 2019, which remains the league's highest since 2017. The early numbers on Monday Night Football on ESPN were also very strong as the Raiders' overtime win over the Ravens, if the numbers hold, would be the most watched Monday Night Football Week 1 game since 2013. So again, that's quite a number. And it all started with last Thursday's Bucks cowboys game. That was the most watched first game of the season since 2015. So very good numbers to start the NFL season. Remember, some people had predicted NFL ratings could be up as much as 10% this season. We will see if the numbers can build off this strong opening. Staying with football and adding in hockey, Erie County, New York said Bills and Sabres fans would need to show proof of vaccination for attending any future games. For Bills games, fans must show that they are fully vaccinated by the end of October. This is one of the more strict policies. No exceptions to the vaccination requirement will be granted for either medical conditions or or religious reasons. This is similar to the policy of the Las Vegas Raiders. The county said the new vaccination policy was not in response to Sunday's home opener, where many fans were seen not wearing masks in the indoor areas of the Highmark Stadium. Based on observations by county health inspectors at Sunday's game, the Buffalo News reports they believe only 47% of stadium attendees wore their masks. But again, Erie County officials said that was not the reason they are instituting the vaccination policy. They said they had been working with Pagula Sports and Entertainment on this policy for some time. Meanwhile, the team announced that refunds will be offered to season ticket holders who do not want to attend games as a result of the new vaccination requirement. Let's shift to baseball. Interesting stories about the future of two teams. The A's continue to work on ballpark plans in Oakland and Las Vegas, and team officials will again be visiting Las Vegas this week. A's owner John Fisher, team president David Cavill, will be in Las Vegas on Thursday for a one-day trip. They'll meet with elected officials from both Clark County and Henderson. So the A's talks with Las Vegas 
continue. Meanwhile, Kansas City Royals owner John Sherman, who is really gaining respect among fellow owners and, of course, in the local community, said the Royals are exploring options to possibly leave Kauffman Stadium for a new downtown ballpark when their lease expires in about a decade from now. Sherman said the Royals are conducting an internal process in an effort to evaluate their options. He said any new ballpark would likely require a taxpayer subsidy and a private-public partnership. But he also stressed that he would look to improve the community in any decision on a new ballpark. This is interesting because Kauffman Stadium opened in 1973 as Royal Stadium, so it's getting a little long in the tooth. That was part of the revolutionary Truman Sports Complex where they shared with the Chiefs an Arrowhead Stadium. They've got vast parking lots, which is great for tailgating. It's just outside of the city, but John Sherman says the team could look to relocate the Royals to a downtown ballpark when their lease expires in about a decade. So interesting news out of Kansas City. Let's shift to NASCAR because NASCAR made it official. It's taking its Bush Clash to the West Coast. As we wait for the full 2022 NASCAR schedule, the series said it will move that race to the LA Coliseum starting this February. Now, this is a preseason exhibition race. It's been held at Daytona International Speedway since 1979. It's generally the first kind of kickoff of Daytona Speed Weeks. But you know, we've talked about this on the Buzzcast. NASCAR is making a lot of changes, and now the clash is one of them. The race will be run on February 6th, two weeks before the Daytona 500, but a week before the Super Bowl, which will take place, of course, in Inglewood at SoFi Stadium. The race will be held on a temporary quarter-mile asphalt track inside the Coliseum. So it's a significant move that NASCAR is taking this two-day event to Los Angeles. It's a different form of racing. It'll look different on TV. It's all part of the vision of NASCAR Senior Vice President of Innovation and Strategy, Ben Kennedy, as he and Steve Phelps work to try to bring new things to NASCAR. And this is new, and they want to see how it goes and possibly continue it. But NASCAR making a lot of different and progressive changes to its schedule. This is one of them, moving the clash from Daytona to the LA Memorial Coliseum starting next February. Let's shift to news around people. First, multiple reports state that Mets President Sandy Alderson will receive another chance to help dictate the future of the team's baseball operation. Multiple reports in New York say that new owner Steve Cohen has decided that he and Alderson will jointly work to hire a president of baseball operations this offseason. We all know that many have speculated they may make a run at Theo Epstein, but the news here is despite the Mets' tumultuous season on and off the field, Sandy Alderson will remain in charge to make a decision on who runs baseball. Once that new front office is in place, the 73-year-old Alderson will fully return to his role as team president with a focus on the business side of the organization. And finally, Caesar Sportsbook named former ESPN personality Kenny Main a content contributor and brand ambassador. Main will write and produce sports betting content for Caesars and make appearances for the sportsbook. Now, this move was written about in a really good profile of Kenny Maine. If you haven't had a chance to read it, I'd suggest it. It was in The Ringer, and it talked about his plans after exiting ESPN in a piece entitled Kenny Maine's Second Act. It's a good read. If you get a chance, I'd suggest checking it out. Speaking of Vegas, don't forget to register for our sports facilities, franchises, and ticketing symposium September 28th 
through 30th in Las Vegas. You'll hear industry insights. You'll get a tour of Allegiant Stadium and T-Mobile Arena, and you'll have great networking time. Go to our website and the events page of our website to register or check out the show notes below. But we'd love to see you in Las Vegas at the end of this month. So that is your morning buzzcast for Wednesday, September 15th. I'm Abe Matcor. Hope everybody has a great day and I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.